0: Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Saturday, well, It'll be Sunday morning by the time all this gets put up. I'll, I'll go and guarantee that. Uh, thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great sponsors – I'm sorry, our great listeners out there, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors, including our newest sponsor, the Mississippi Beef Council. We just can't get away from beef, Robbie Falk. And that's a good thing for us because I don't want to be too far away from beef at any time.
1: Yeah, why would you want to get away from beef?
0: I'm trying. I'm trying to get to beef most days. I'm saying if you're telling me that there's steak available, I want it. Well, the great thing about steak is it's a lot better for you than maybe you think it is. Twenty nine cuts of lean beef. They are a complete recipe for better health. Lean proteins, essential nutrients, and great taste. People always say, "Oh, I'm going to go get a protein shake. I need to get. I got to have protein. Just eat a steak. Yes, better. It's better for you, and it's delicious. That's the way to go." 15,000 producers of beef here in the great state of Mississippi. They are a big part of our Mississippi agricultural uh, culture. And we're talking about nearly a half billion dollars worth of business being done in cattle here in this state. So next time you're at the grocery store, you're trying to figure out what you want to get the family uh, for a meal, steak, roast, burgers, whatever it is. There's plenty of great cuts out there. Find one that works for you. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to the Mississippi Beef Council, our good friends at College Corner, they want to hear from you. You know, you got a couple weeks now, but to worry about that next game when you come to Mississippi State, uh, Alabama in a couple weeks. Make sure you're ready to go. Make sure you've already made the purchases you need to make so you can get to the stadium, get to the tailgate, and start having a great time. Two locations of College Corner to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. You can always shop online at CollegeCornerStore.com. Whether it's for your home, your tailgate, your car, or just for you, they've got you covered at College Corner. Humble Taco, Starville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. There's some Mississippi beef on that menu for sure. And make sure you're checking them out next time you are here in town. Grab a seat out on the patio, enjoy a margarita, grab some chips and salsa, and then chow down on some of the most unique and delicious tacos you're going to find anywhere in the state of Mississippi. Humble Taco on University Drive, that's the place to be. Well, well, Mississippi State 26, Texas A&M 22, a victory for the Bulldogs to put them at 3 and 2, which I got to be honest, I think, you know, if you were going to look at that from a thousand yards up, you would say 3 and 2 after 5 games was probably where a lot of MSU fans would have predicted this team to be. Maybe not the same combination of games, but the wins and losses are right there. Great win for the Bulldogs. Really complete performance, I thought. Really a clean performance for the most part, which, of course, Robbie, we talked about all week. A lot of good things to talk about in this game. Let's ask the man himself what he wants to talk about when it comes to this particular game. We've got to find out what's on his mind, so I'll say it now. Tell him, Falk! Well, how about the Bulldogs, Brian? Yeah.
1: You called it. You called a win for Mississippi State. I told you to feel really safe about Mississippi State in this ballgame. Then you scored 28. What? 24 was the borderline. They got 26. And so that, I mean, that kind of spelled the victory for them. Once again, Mississippi State was kind of holding itself back. They controlled that ballgame. They've controlled all of these ballgames, Brian. They, they've had the ability in all of these games to take over the game and win, and most of them by double digits. They had that opportunity in this game. They controlled Texas A&M. They had the time of possession. They had the stats. But as we've seen this season, that doesn't matter. What matters is finding a way to win. Mississippi State found a way to win on the road in the SEC against a team that looks overrated, very much overrated, but that is one of the better defenses that you're going to see this season, and it was one of the best offensive performances that we've seen by Mike Leach's team here. Will Rogers was in command. I thought that was his best game as a quarterback at Mississippi State. Your wide receivers had a really good night. Offensive line had a really good night. The offense looked really good, um, with the exception of, of the red zone, which I'm sure we're going to talk about in just a little bit. Defense was disappointing at times, but hey, did they not come up and make the biggest plays when they mattered? Holding Texas A&M inside the 25 to field goals, getting the safety at the end of the ballgame to win the ballgame for you. So I can't be upset at the defense. They played Ben, but don't break defense this game. This is the first time we've really seen that. Uh, When they got in the red zone, they got their stops. They gave up some big plays, so that's still an issue. But all in all, Mississippi State, Played well enough to win the ball game, and this time they did win the ball game, and that was a huge step, I think, in the right direction. But I think we we've seen it coming up to this this point in time. We've seen the improvement by Mississippi State. Now you're starting to see them
0: find ways to win, and that's that's huge. Yeah, I mean, they, this team is. We talked about it last week. They're they're certainly close to being you know one and three, one and four, whatever you want to say, but they're also close to being you know at this point five and zero. Oh. You can make yes. a legitimate case that they should be uh, a play here and a play there. And we said last week that, you know, state was putting themselves in, in the position to make the, the plays to win the game and just couldn't do it. This week they did it, and that's the difference in, in the football game uh, for Mississippi State. So you're absolutely right. Uh, I think, and I, and I know people are, if
1: I can say something, yeah. I know people are going to be saying, I, was, I said the same thing, gosh, state should be 5-0 right now, and I, I completely understand that. But this is kind of a growing pains process for Mississippi State, and they—I feel like they had to go through some of this to to get over the top. And if that's if that's the case, you'll take that all day long. If you just had to find ways to to you know, get through those growing pains, then you'll take that. If if it ultimately leads to wins, and hopefully this is getting over the top for Mississippi State. Now they got Alabama in two weeks. Yeah. Um. So that's going to be tough, but. After that, the smoke clears, and you have a lot of winnable games down the stretch. So if you can take what you got in this ballgame and, and move forward from that,
0: I think Mississippi State's heading in the right direction. No, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. All right, let's, uh, let's get into the second part of the, uh, the show here. That's brought to you by our friends over at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. That place will be buzzing in a couple of weeks when Mississippi State welcomes Alabama into town. Make sure you've got your table ready and if you got your tailgate ready as well. Don't forget, up until Wednesday of game week, you can email them at twobrothersstarkville at gmail.com to place your order for the tailgate. They've got a lot of different stuff on the catering menu, so reach out to them, find out what they're going to be offering, and your tailgate can be the envy of the junction with Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Advantage Business Systems makes it really easy for you. They've got a two-pronged plan to help your business survive and thrive. They're going to offer you an incredible selection of products and services, everything your business needs from a technological standpoint, copiers, printers, computers, software, whatever it is, they've got it at Advantage Business Systems. And then they back every sale they make up with incredible customer service, like you were doing business with your next-door neighbor. And that's what they are at Advantage Business Systems. They are your next-door neighbor. They've been working here in Mississippi for over 46 years and they're not going to stop anytime soon. So give them a call today and find out how they can help you out. That number is 601-362-9192, or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Bobby Falk, as we do every, uh, every podcast after the game, everybody knows what's coming. It is, in fact, these are the things that are true. They are all true. They will always be true. They have never not been 100% true. Sometimes things that are true one week may not be true the next week. It's a true story. But at the moment it comes out of my mouth, it's true. I got 12 this week, Robbie. Let's do it. Number one, aside from next week or two weeks from now with the bye week, because we, I think we all know, that Alabama is, is, is one of the top two teams in the country, they're probably going to handle Mississippi State with some with some ease. I just I think that's going to be the, the case. But other than that, every game is going to sort of be like what you saw tonight. I had a lot of MSU fans in the post-game show. People on Twitter are like, ah, the stress of watching this team. This is what this team is going to be. They're not good enough to blow anybody out, but they are good enough to stay in the game with whoever they play. So it's going to be close calls. It's going to be hard. Uh, It's going to be tough finishes. It's going to be a lot of last-minute drama with this team all year long. You're just going to have to suck it up out there.
1: I think they can blow out Vanderbilt and Tennessee State. They can. Which, oh, my God, Vanderbilt almost lost to UConn. I I didn't get to watch any
0: of that. I I was keeping
1: up with it on Twitter. And somehow – Somehow, UConn is going to have an even worse matchup next week when they play 0 5 UMass. Yeah, U- UConn and UMass. It's been a great basketball matchup, maybe 15. Uh, oh, years my ago. God. But you're, you're exactly right. I think that everybody else on the schedule, other than AM, is a team that Mississippi State can, can stay with and possibly beat. I don't see anybody else. I mean, Ole Miss looked very beatable. Of course, they are playing Alabama. Mm-hmm. That's the best That's the best offense you're going to see the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to see some solid defenses. I think Auburn's defense will be solid. I think Arkansas's defense will be solid. But from an offensive perspective, the, I don't look at the rest of the schedule and say that team's going to put up a lot of points against Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. So I, I completely agree with you. I think there's a lot of winnable games left on the schedule for Mississippi State, mm-hmm. and you're trying to get three more. Trying yep. to get three more wins. This was a win that you pick up that you didn't put in place at the beginning of the season. Correct. You thought this was going to be a loss. This, so, this
0: cancels out Memphis, basically.
1: This cancels out Memphis, and again, it hurts that you that you lost that Memphis game. It hurts that you lost LSU, but those games are behind you, and you're trying to move forward here. And I think this was a step in the positive direction. But agree. yeah, a lot a lot of winnable games there for Mississippi State, and this team looks a lot different. Um, you know, when when they're moving the ball like that offensively, that changes my opinion on. A lot of these games
0: yeah uh number two you know robbie we're now in october which is halloween and then we have november which is thanksgiving but i'm gonna go ahead and look ahead to, to, to christmas to december you know one of my favorite christmas hymns is do you see what i see do you see what we see do you feel like we do do you you Feel like Robbie and I do. We were trying to tell you. The receivers were open. The plays were there to be made. Rodgers just needed to make them on Saturday night. Rodgers made the plays. He put the, he found the guys down the field. He took some shots. His confidence was super high. You could see it early in the game, and his receivers paid him back. I don't recall uh, any e- egregious drops uh, in this one. Maybe Malik Heath on the, on the one throw, but – I mean that was just there was good coverage happening there. I thought Will Rogers played really well. Do you see what we see? I said last week that this team is close. That they've got to start putting some things together. Once they get past this Alabama game, I think this team is going to improve week after week and continue to get better. They're going to be a really good team by the end of the season. I agree. I've
1: I've seen it too. When I feel like when this offense is clicking on all cylinders. It's going to be tough. I mean, and, and I know sometimes it, it gets hard to see, you know, the four-yard pass completions, the dump-offs and things like that, but that's not all this offense is. That, that's kind of a way to lure a defense in to give you the shots downfield that we saw to Makai Polk and the shots downfield that we saw to Malik Heath. And I thought Will Rogers, outside of maybe two or three passes, was really good. Some of the passes he made, I mean, there was, there was three or four drops um, that the receivers just couldn't make in tight coverage. I mean, you're talking about 425, 450 yards if they make those plays. Um, so, I mean, Will Rogers, we said it from the very beginning of the season, he can run this offense. He can have success in this offense. Yes, there is a ceiling there for him from a you know athletic standpoint and God-given talent standpoint. But from managing this offense, there's not that many guys that do it better. He protected the ball from Mississippi State. He didn't make any stupid decisions out there, and I thought he was the MVP in this ball game for the Bulldogs. Managing plays, making sure that the ball got to receivers, he wasn't, um, you know, just making some really, really bad decisions. So I, I was proud to see Will Rogers really
0: take that step on uh, Saturday night. Yeah, I agree with you. I thought he, I thought he played easily hit one of his best games, uh, and 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 just didn't. He, he's he's just so clean with what he does right now and now we're talking about a guy who has thrown for you know i think if i'm correct just over 1500 or close to 1600 yards at this point he's got 14 touchdowns to two picks I mean, he's having a monster season uh and this week was his best game and you know after you get past alabama i think you can go on to talk about you know the next game can be the best game and and so on and so on uh for for will rogers by the way do you like the peter frampton did you enjoy that I'm a big Peter Frampton fan. There you go. As so, well you yeah. should be. What's what is the Will line?
1: Will Rogers Will Rogers is thrown for eighteen sixty two. It's and eighteen. Five, eighteen sixty two. That's he's almost thrown for more yards than he did all of last year in the yeah. first five games. he's completing seventy six percent of his passes, Brian. I mean he,
0: he's on I, pace I know, if I'm if I'm doing the math right, he's on pace to throw for around forty five hundred yards. And that, and that would
1: be close to, if not an SEC record. Well, you know what? Let's only we had a device. Joe, Joe Burrow, two years ago, I believe. Didn't he get Mike over Johnson. five thousand? I he might have. It's going to be close. But I mean, I and I and I know it's a product of the offense. I know he's throw He's not it throwing it matter. downfield a lot. But at the same time, he's completing seventy six percent of his passes. Ooh. He's thrown two
0: interceptions. Yeah, in eighteen sixty two. I mean, it's. So it's Really impressive. He's not going to be uh, close to the record, but he'll be close to second place. But the record is fifty six seventy one. So got also got to remember in there now. Don't from Burrow from Burrow fifteen games, right? Whereas Rogers will at most play in thirteen, but still, yeah, I, I didn't, I, yeah, I didn't take the bowl game into account. If stake can get to one, he'll be around forty nine hundred yards. So. Assuming this pace continues, which I think it can. I think it will. Number three, this week's projection is seven and five. Oh, okay. Oh, we're going to jump it up a little bit here. Uh, i see nothing from Auburn that makes me think State can't beat them. Kentucky is a total bad, good team. If you don't yes. make mistakes, they can't take advantage of them. You can beat them. Arkansas And that's at, and that's at home, which I think is huge. Arkansas is a beatable team and Ole Miss is a beatable team as well. Uh, now, I don't think State can do what Alabama did and just line up and run the football, but a- L- Ole Miss's defense is still vulnerable. They're, they're, they're much better than they were a year ago, but they're still not good. Here's what I want to
1: know. How does Ole Miss and Arkansas bounce back from these two
0: games? Would you like to hear it? Both- you, you want a bonus thing that is true? It's a bonus one. I didn't put this down. I said it in the postgame, though. So, tomorrow or Monday is my, my last Sports Talk Mississippi for a week, right? So, I go on, on Monday, that's the 4th. I return on Monday the 11th. When I return to Sports Talk Mississippi, Mississippi State and Ole Miss will have the same record. You got Arkansas beating Ole Miss. They will be 3-2, yes, I do. I,
1: that would not shock me. I mean, that is a, that's a game that has just haunted Ole Miss over the years. Yeah. But I, I I'm really interested because I think Ole Miss is still a good team. I think the defense has improved. I think the offense is very good. I just think that they I think that they got a little too hyped up for this and they were too too emotional. And after that first when they when they turned the ball over on downs, you could kind of see it in their face that they were defeated. You could see it in Lane Kiffin's face. I think that the, I think they were just kind of shell shocked. I want to see how they come back from this. Because, you know, that's, that's a team that had very high hopes coming in the season. They've started off really well. I want to see how Arkansas comes back from this because both of those teams were just absolutely obliterated. Yeah. I mean, they were, neither game was close. Nice. And they both got swallowed up by the big-time moment, which we've seen Mississippi State do many times at Alabama and at Georgia. Correct. So, but what what we know is it's Bama and Georgia, and everyone
0: else is just slapping each other around the country. Well, I think there's – I said this in the postgame. There's two tiers. or there's three tiers, Right. At top, you got Georgia, Bama. At the bottom, you have South Carolina, Vanderbilt, and then in the middle, anybody could beat anybody. Yes, so
1: and, and again, if if State was five and zero right now, they would be knocking on the door, top ten. I, and I'm dead serious. Oh yeah, for sure. Because everyone continues to lose yeah. from ten to
0: twenty five. Next next week's game or two weeks game probably be college uh, college game day. But yes, it is what it is. Number four, we talked about it all week. All week it was our our big theme about playing clean. Outside of the last sequence where they where they just sort of fell apart there in the red zone, they played clean. No turnovers, minimal amount of penalties. No, not a lot of drops. Uh, the play calling was good. They executed well. I thought this was a very clean game, and that's that's probably the biggest reason Mississippi State won. Offensively,
1: offensively yeah. it was clean. Um, They were so good all the way to the inside the 10 yard line. This team, I don't know if you need to go with a different package when you get down in there. Do you need to put in a, you know, eye formation or something? I don't know, but they just cannot. It's so difficult for them to score. It took them five plays, I think, inside the five to score that touchdown. You know, they missed the touchdown pass on the first possession. They've got to get better in the red zone and they've got to get Brandon Ruiz back. Um, Well, that's where they I'm lost that. They lost. Uh, let's see. They had probably ten points taken off the board because they didn't score inside the red zone, um, and they missed two field goals. Yeah. So, thirteen points, I guess that that they should have had. I mean, the, yeah. again, Mississippi State is leaving a lot of
0: points on the board. That I think, if that gets cleaned up, you're talking about a really good team. I agree. I agree, hundred percent. Uh, number five again. Other than that late sequence, I thought this was easily State's best night on the offensive line. Uh, Charles Cross was very impressive going up against a guy who is a likely high draft choice. Um, you know, it was the rush. A lot of rush three drop eight, but a year ago that you couldn't they couldn't do anything against that. This this time around, I thought Rodgers had time to throw all night. I think State had three sacks, but two of them. We're in that final sequence there, so they really looked good. Um, the penalties, you know, you had a couple here and there. I thought the 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 holding call on dollar bill in the fourth quarter was very soft, very soft. I thought he just got his guy on the ground. I didn't think there was holding. Um, obviously, Lashley had the uh, couple plays there at the end of the first half, but by and large, I thought stateless offensive line was very good in this game. They've gotten better every week, which is really all you can ask. That's, that's a
1: defensive line that's the most experienced in the league, and it's one of the most talented. Uh, McKinley Jackson, the Marvin Leal, the guys like that who are very difficult to block. They're big, they're powerful, they're, they can move, and State had, their, you know, State had their work cut out for them. But when you drop back to pass 60 times and you give up three sacks against that group, that's a good day. Uh, you have to count that as a win because State's defense had three sacks as well on 20 passes, um, which I guess would be 23 pass attempts. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're talking about 40 more, almost 40 more passes from Mississippi State, and you had the same amount of sacks. And that's a, that's a much better defensive line at A&M. So last two games have been really good for Mississippi State against two really good. Pass rushing teams, and then you got Alabama next week. I mean, after this, the offensive line should be really, really good the rest of the season because you got nobody that can touch these three defensive lines that you're seeing.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Arkansas is good up front. Uh Kentucky has some guys up front, but you're right. There's nobody that has this kind of talent that you've seen LSU, A and M, Alabama. So we'll How see. How about
1: uh, Barry Odom? I think is one of the best in the country at scheming up mm-hmm. defenses. What was he doing against Georgia? I I didn't understand. Well, I mean, I mean, he had three down linemen. I mean, I don't know what you're going to do
0: anyway, but yeah, you have no shot with three down I, linemen. I thought, especially once Daniels wasn't playing, that they should have committed to stopping the run. Yeah, they didn't, and it, that they saw what happened there. You I just mean, hit on just number th- skull drug. Yeah, you hit on number six a second ago. Brandon Ruiz, you've got to get him back. I have to assume he was pretty close. He traveled with the team. They, they, they brought him out in warm-ups, but I guess he just didn't feel like he could go. You've got the bye week. Got to get him back. Uh, Nolan McCord, I know he's trying, but it, it's just not working. Uh, you missed a couple of field goals tonight. Missed a field goal last week. Ruiz is a huge part of what Mississippi State wants to do offensively. They, 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 you can't leave points on the board uh, the way they have this year. Uh, early, yeah, leave opportunities like that. They've got to have him back after Alabama.
1: Finally, your walk-on to scholarship argument comes to fruition. You need your scholarship guy. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute, yeah. <laughs> no, um, that was huge. And, it I mean, it, it hurt him last week against LSU. Um, and it hurt him, I thought, in this game, but not to the point where it cost him the game. And, again, nothing against Nolan McCord. And I think he's capable – I just think that's a big moment for a guy that's never kicked in that kind of atmosphere, and you're asking him to come in there and and, and kick a 49-yard field goal or whatever it was. And I, he just was not able to to handle that. And, that, you know, Reese might not have either, but I feel a lot better with him out there. He, he would have hit the 36-yard or whatever, the first one that was missed. Um, you got to clean up the special teams. Special teams it cost you two ball games um or it was a big reason i don't want to put full blame on it it was a big reason for your last two losses it almost cost you in this one you got to get it cleaned
0: up yeah i agree i mean it's got to be that way so hopefully they can figure that out and uh and make it happen all right uh number seven will rogers man uh don't, don't need to be worrying about the fans don't like hearing that from 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 the quarterback uh you know focus on the game don't focus on the fans it, it, his comments tonight after one of the best games he's played felt like he it was something you know like he's been reading message boards don't like to hear that here's the, the quote if our own fans don't want to cheer for us when we're losing then don't cheer for us when we're winning Mississippi State's not in a position to tell fans not to show up to games. All right, there's not a whole there's not a whole ton of Subway alumni just waiting to pick up the uh the slack there. I don't like hearing that from Will Rogers personally. I I just you know just say look you know fans are going to say what they're going to say. All I can do is focus on my, my own play.
1: Well, he's nineteen years old. Mm-hmm. He's getting uh, more hell than any quarterback uh, is probably in the SEC. Uh, and he's putting up some big numbers, and probably—I mean, some of it's justified, some of it's not. I mean, you have people saying that he's D two quarterback, that he has no reason to be here. The kid has a chip on his shoulder. I don't have a problem with what he said. Okay. Well, I, we're just going I, I to—I mean, on that one. Well, I, I mean, in your position, if you were in your position, you're getting criticized. Mm-hmm. You get upset if somebody's is mad. I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. If somebody's mad about. You know something that we say on on the show, or if we make a wrong but, pick. Well, my job is to generate okay, reaction. That's what my okay, job. But is. He, But this isn't a job for him. He's a he's a college athlete.
0: But yeah. So, but, and he's, but you you know what? And, he, and know. he's in his
1: first. And he's in his. This is the first time he's been a full starter in an SEC season. I get. that. And he said it. He you, said have it better, you have better. You have more
0: important things to do than than be reading message boards. Is what you're telling me. Oh, everybody does, but they still do it. You can't ignore that stuff. Well, I mean, part of our jobs is reading message boards, and I understand why fans are on message boards, but the quarterback of the football team doesn't need to be on the message boards.
1: He doesn't, but you see that stuff. You can't ignore that stuff, Ryan. It's 2021. Oh, you say that, that you can't ignore that. Arkansas, but- just, Arkansas just put out a video of Brandon Walker saying that, he, <laughs> that they were they rat poison and- themselves. I mean, it, it happens. We're we're not we're not going to. I
0: get that. We're going but to be able to block the quarterback out quarterback of an SEC team has to be able to say, I don't I don't worry about that stuff. And I don't know he what does. question he was he asked, does, but I don't know the question that he was asked and how. It, you know what, what was the the context of this quote? Maybe I need to look a little deeper. But I, I just for me, I never want to hear my quarterback saying really anything about the fans other than hey, fans are going to do what they're going to do, but I don't worry about that.
1: Okay, so so here's what – I mean, just kind of looking at it, here's what I, I take away here is he's he's referring to the fans leaving the game early, I think. And, okay. Uh, like from last week because uh, I believe – I could be wrong here. I believe that he said he doesn't read – Message boards and like stuff like that, or he doesn't pay attention to it. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: I could be wrong, but right. I need I, to look, I, look a little deeper. But regardless, I just don't worry about the fans, man. That, that's what I that would be my advice to Will Rogers.
1: Well, I'm sure that from now on, we, we probably won't get him in a post game. No,
0: this would be
1: the last we finally got him. And usually he's very, usually he's very.
0: Oh, it's obviously like, well mannered with that
1: stuff, but I, but I, I mean, at the end of the day, like I kind of, I kind of can get where he's coming from because the dude has, the dude has gotten, you know, some pretty nasty comments. But I mean, I know it comes with the territory, and you're in the SEC and stuff like that, but you got to see that stuff, and and we are human beings. Yeah. At the end of the day, that stuff can't get to you. you. Know how hard, you know how much work you put in. You know how hard you work. And for people to say you're trash and when you start finding a new quarterback, I mean, I can see where that can kind of get under your skin a little bit.
0: I, I, I get that. As much, you know, w- my, it's my, easy my for us. Don't make that kind of stuff public. It's easy for
1: you to say that because you're not in his shoes. If, if me and you were in his shoes, it might be tougher
0: for us to, to kind of keep, keep our I, thoughts to ourselves. I would say as the, as the quarterback of a football team, as the leader, that it, just, it just comes with the territory you just, you know, you don't say those Yeah, to me. That's what I would say.
1: I mean, yeah, but like I said, it's easier said than done. We're we're not, I'm not in that position. I don't, I don't. Uh, Me personally. (laughs) I know you don't, but that's okay. You're wrong.
0: I'm right. That's usually how it goes. Is that, is that how it goes? Yeah. Look at Christian Ford out there. We'll get to that in a minute. (laughs) What happened to Robbie's audio? I don't know. All right. (laughs) Number eight. For the first time in God knows how long, Mississippi State has a far superior receiving core to Ole Miss and maybe top four in the SEC. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Listen to you. I mean, outside of Alabama and Georgia, and then I'd probably have LSU third. But who else, am I, who else is better? Not Florida. Not Kentucky. Not From, a depth, from a
1: depth standpoint, I, I think I do agree with you yeah. uh, over Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. I, I like Dontario Drummond, and I really like Braylon Sanders. I
0: like them, but I like Polk and Wally better. And Tulu Griffin. I mean, I just like them better. Arkansas, no. Although I like Traylon Burks, not, the rest of the team is not – the rest of the core is not great. A&M, mm-hmm. no. Their best, best receivers are tight end. And Anais Smith. Yeah, I mean, he's good. I, I think State and might can have we, a, a top four. And,
1: and can everybody agree now, please, that Austin Williams has a spot in this offense and he's an important piece? Anyone who disagrees with that is just not watching the games. I mean, we, or, we've got to put or they that have an agenda. Us. We've got to put it past us because he's, he's come up every week and Makes been big. a big catch. Big. I big mean, catch. He's, he's not going to be Jaden Wally. He's not going to be Tilly Griffin.
0: But he's getting it done for Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. He's making plays. When you throw him the football, he's going to catch it. Yes. Uh, let's see here. Number nine. Love what we saw tonight from Tulu Griffin and J- Jameer Calvin. Need a few more touches, though. Three catches for 53. That's what Tulu Griffin got. That's 17 yards a catch. Turn that into five catches. I need more tunnel screen. Jameer Calvin on the tunnel screen is a weapon. He knows how to. He knows how to be elusive and break tackles. He had one long catch and run, and then he had another one where he got brought down by the last guy he had to beat. If he had gotten past that guy, he's turning up field for a huge game. Um, State had a couple of plays like that tonight. Um, just need a couple more touches apiece. Three, they each had three catches tonight. I need that to be five. If you can get me that to be five, we're good. We're in good shape there.
1: Yeah, I, I like I the, um, you know, the more opportunities for Tulu Griffin. I think that was, that was good. I mean, three catches for 52. Um. Yeah. I mean, you'll take that all day long. Today. And then Calvin three for 33, 10 yards of reception. Yeah. I mean, those guys are weapons, especially the on the screen. Was right at.
0: He was like what nine point eight per reception something like that. He had thirteen for one twenty-six. So.
1: Yeah, I, oh, I remember sure. when that was like. I remember when that was like half of Mississippi State's like the top receiver of the entire
0: season. I thought for sure he was going to break Eric Molds and Kylan Hills' record for catches in a game. When he was at 13 in the third quarter, give AM some credit. I guess they finally rotated over towards him and give Will Rogers credit. He found open guys all night. I think 10 different receivers tonight had a catch, something like that. Crazy. Number 10. All right. I'm wrong. Christian Ford played really well, made big catches, looked good. He has a place in this offense. There's no question about that. It's almost like the coaches see okay.
1: him in practice every day okay go ahead go ahead jay smile i'm not gonna we do i'm not gonna do trust the coaches i'm not gonna do that i'm just saying go ahead there you no, 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 i'm just saying you you want to know why he was in the game mm-hmm. well maybe he's been doing well in practice because now we're starting to see that he's a solid player played but, really well tonight had,
0: had big catches i mean but I listen think all four I, of his catches were meaningful
1: yeah Listen, I, I'm completely on your side. I know it doesn't sound like that, but I'm, I'm completely on your side that you want your scholarship guys earning those reps. Those are the guys that are that you're that you're spending scholarship money on. Mm-hmm. Those guys need to be in that position. You, it shouldn't be that a walk on is beating those guys out for reps. Mm-hmm. But there's a reason he's in the game. He's he's doing something that they see that they think is that can help this offense. And we saw it on Saturday. I mean. There was one play, I think, that he might have dropped a pass that was put in there that was in tight coverage. Other than that, that
0: he was could have been called pass interference.
1: Yes. Yes. It, he got hit
0: before right the, the ball, ball
1: got to it was yeah. it was split second. I
0: thought it was early. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So but yeah, I mean he that it, it's big to get any other weapons you can get. Yeah. That can allow your other guys some big plays. He's part of this
0: receiving core for sure. For sure. Uh number eleven. Maybe this is controversial because you were what you were talking about earlier. I'm going to use the word great, though. I thought the defense played great. I, I know they gave up some plays early, but 297 yards and 22 points is enough to win every single football game you play. At least it should be. Um, A&M had 162 yards rushing. 85 of that is on two runs. So, again, big plays biting Mississippi State. But if you're telling me that they ran it 30 times for, see if I can do the math here, 79 yards outside of those two plays, you take that all night. Uh, 12 of 20 for 135 from Calzada. That's really good. Three sacks. They had a pick. They made the big safety. I know Zach Arnett won't agree with me. He might actually come after me, but they played great. That's good enough to win every game you play. Um, and from a from a production
1: standpoint of, you know, points on the board, I agree with you. They, but the the big plays have to stop. I mean, it's just they were getting gashed on some runs. But this was Spiller, 100 yards rushing for him. They held um, A. Kane or whatever the guy's name is. They held Sean, him in check. Yeah. yeah. Ashawn, is, yeah. that, is that what it is? Yeah. They held him in check, but he had that big they, – they didn't make a tackle in the backfield where they had him stopped in the backfield, and he broke away on the left side for like a 50-yard game. I mean, those – you cannot let those plays happen. They had so many plays where they had somebody stopped in the backfield. Yeah. And they couldn't wrap up it's and a bring him to the
0: ground. Yeah. I think we know enough about Zach Arnett that that will be a focus uh, going forward. But – It's, it's got to be. they got to clean that stuff up. If you're going to tell me at every game – under 300 yards and under 24 points, I'll take it every game. Every game. I'll never say that's not good enough uh, for Mississippi State defensively. Uh, and then my last one, number 12, you, you already said this. After the, this game this week, after the Alabama game next week, every game is completely winnable for Mississippi State. State could go. There is a 9-3 ceiling. Now, they'd have to play really good football. They would have to get better week after week. They'd have to have some things go their way even. But that's 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 possible. But I think this team, as they continue to improve, like I said, by the end of the year, they're going to be dangerous. They're going to be a team that you don't want to play. And they
1: got very winnable games, like you said, on, on the schedule. And, and winnable games and, and being dangerous, that, that's a good combination for Mississippi State. It's these little things that they can just – these two or three plays a game that have made the difference. If they can clean those up, I mean, this is a really good team. It's just this, this the the difference in, between what you said a, a a bad good team and a good good team mm-hmm. is a couple of plays, yes, a game, yeah. Cleaning up those things, cleaning up those mistakes on special
0: teams, cleaning up those those big coverage busts you, or whatever you know what is happening saying? on defense. It's it's like in, any given Sunday. The inches we need are all around us. That's what this game is. It is a game of inches, and if you yep. make the play, you win, and if you don't make the play, you lose. Tonight they made the plays. Yep, Simple as that. and that's—I mean—you do that
1: moving forward. You, you clean up those those few plays a game. Mm-hmm. You're in really good shape, and then your program's really moving in the right direction. Great Not like LSU's, here, who's about to lose
0: to Auburn. It seems. Oh like. gosh. Great stuff here. Uh, this quotes from Christy Reekin who's an AP sports writer out there in Texas, Jackie Sherrill decided to uh, crash the Mike Leach press conference uh, and tells him, congratulates him, says, coming in here and winning is a big deal. Leach replies, I'm glad you weren't coaching. Nice. Love it. Love to see Jackie Wayne uh, there. He, he just wore maroon
1: tonight. He didn't well, yeah, wear what any can logos. He, what can he do? You know, what can he yeah. do? Yeah, there's nothing he can do. Got to play both sides. He was shaking both, both sides of the aisle tonight.
0: So, Jackie Wayne, obviously very important, but let's talk about something even more important. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. All right. Coffee is for closers is brought to you by our good friends over at Strange Brew Coffee House. Start your day the right way with Strange Brew and maybe head over there this afternoon for a victory Sunday. That's right delicious ice cream at churn and spoon available at all times in the morning though. You need that boost. You know what to do. Hit the drive through on highway 12, head over to university drive or hit up brew Polo in Tupelo and get your day started with strange brew coffee. I think it's gotta be special teams for Mississippi state. Uh, you can maybe see the missed tackles, but like I said, I think the defense did well enough and missed tackles really isn't a person, you know, missed tackles don't drink coffee. So I gotta say the special teams, there's just, too many, there's just too many mistakes there. It's not just missed field goals. It's kicking the football out of bounds. It's allowing re- big returns. Uh, it's, it's having penalties on returns. It's having penalties on field goals. It, it's just too much. they got to get that cleaned up.
1: Is it, is it Matt Brock or is it
0: these players? Because he was really good, I thought, last year. I, he thought he was great last year. I can't really blame, blame Matt Brock when Cole Smith jumps off sides on a field goal or has a false start. But I can't, you know, kicking the ball uh, out of bounds. I mean, it felt like they were trying to like sort of maybe corner that kick a little bit. Just kick it out of the back of the end zone. You've been doing that all year. There's no reason to change. Yeah.
1: I I don't, I don't like any any other kind of strategy now in college. Blast it out the back of the end zone. Just kick it out.
0: So Uh, in the SEC. Oh, well, you know, I don't really like to drink coffee anyway. Uh, You know, more of a Mountain Dew kind of guy. Uh, oh, I like Starbucks. Oh, uh, Dan. Dan, 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 Dan. You know, I think Chad Bumpus owes me lunch, by the way, because when Mullen took that job, I told him that Chad that Dan would never win an SEC championship there. And he said he would get one within uh four years. And uh, we're coming up on it. So, Chad, if you're listening, uh next time you're in Starkville, you owe me lunch. Um, I mean, it's just never gonna happen. And Florida fans are gonna have to ask themselves are we content going eight and four, nine and three every year? And then when the answer to that is no, well, then Dan Mullen can go do whatever he wants to do, I guess, at that point. What's interesting
1: to me is, and I guess the answer is probably that just Kentucky's gotten better, but he was here for, what, 10 years, nine years, and lost to Kentucky one time. He's lost to them twice in four years at Florida. And Florida had like a 27 game winning streak over Kentucky and he came in his first year lost to him. And now he's lost to him at Kentucky for the first time in like 25, 30 years or whatever. So I I don't know what it is. He just, he moves over to Florida with better talent and a better program and he struggles with Kentucky more than he did here. It's kind
0: of strange. It happens. It absolutely happens uh, from time to time. So, uh, on that note, let's talk about our national uh, person that's going to be uh, getting no coffee. You had a page of notes from your time here to reference back as to what father is a Nick Saban coach team. What's on the backside of that piece of paper to tell you about today? Well, let's hope we, re- we didn't run out of pages. So, here we go. Did your popcorn ready. Well, What's the big thing? Whoa. You had a... Oh... Don't poke the bear. Get your popcorn ready. Eh, Looks like some other things could have been gotten ready. Maybe instead of spending the whole week sniping with Michael Wilbon, should have figured some other things out there, Lane. Yeah, Lane Kiffin, absolutely no coffee for him. Uh, His team goes into Tuscaloosa. And, I mean, when 42-21, and I get to say it wasn't as close as the score makes it sound, that's the case. It was, what, 35-0 at one point? Uh, just, I mean, they it's got embarrassed. Uh, I thought corral is, a, he played well, but he was just, he had nothing going on around him. his running game was non-existent. They couldn't protect him. And defensively, they looked like they did. Uh, you know, you're, it's kind of funny that you think that they improved a lot defensively by giving up 42 points. They gave up 63 mm. a year ago. This is the first time in five years they've given up less than 59. So congrats to them on that, I guess. But Alabama
1: no. Alabama had like forty-three yards, I think, or something like that last year that yeah, they, well, they couldn't gain. gain. Yeah. They almost gained the maximum 100%. amount of yards that they could. Yeah, but
0: they, they, they forced the, one punt and Alabama fumbled at the one
1: last year. Yeah. This is what happens to teams that during the week of these games, they're they're not really it doesn't seem like they're focused from our perspective in on the game, Arkansas doing the videos about Brandon Walker right, with the right, players, showing right. them that it's
0: like they're just happy kind well, of where they're at. And I brought this up on Sports Talk that when Ole Miss is tweeting out people talking about good stuff about Ole Miss and they're putting, oh, here's the rat poison, that's you drinking the rat poison. Yes. The, what, what Nick Saban does with rat poison is he ignores it. I'm not listening to you guys compliment this team. But if you're going to bring it up, if you're going to bring it to my attention, then you've taken the poison. And that's what happened here. Ole Miss started reading their own press clumpings. Everybody talked about how good they were. I think they're going to be three and two uh, after five games. I think Arkansas will beat them. And then, you know, they'll fig- have to figure it out the rest of the way the same way Mississippi State is. Both teams are kind of flawed. Ole Miss is, you know, Corral is, is a great quarterback. He's got good talent around him. They are better defensively than they were a year ago but they're still not at the same level as the Georgia and the Alabama that everybody wants to talk about. So, Lane Kiffin, my friend, no coffee for you. All right, tomorrow's show – or not tomorrow's show. Tuesday's show is the last show of the week. We'll recap everything Mike Leach says in this press conference. I guess there'll be a press conference. It's a bye week, right? Yeah, I'm not sure what we're going to do yet. We'll find out if there's no bye week or if there's no press conference. We'll figure it out. If there is, we'll do that as well. Plus our SEC picks. No changes this week. I'm still two games up on Robbie. And then that'll be it. We'll take the rest of the week off as I'll be out of town. And then Robbie will head out of town this weekend as well. Falk and Haydad in the north. The south shall be avenged. Can't wait. Actually, I can't (laughs) wait. Robbie will invade in Pittsburgh. I will head to New York City. And we will flank them from there. We'll figure it out. Maybe a flank stake. I don't know. All right. Guys, have a great uh, Sunday, and Robbie and I'll be back with you on Tuesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.